Ashley Brock reading Dolores Fossil's book, Grayson, Chapter 10. Eve needed a friendly face, and she saw one the moment Grayson pulled to a stop in front of the Collier estate. His brother, Lieutenant Nate Ryland, was there waiting for them on the sidewalk in front of the towering black iron fence that fronted it, the equally towering Collier estate. Nate smiled, his dimples flashing, and the moment she stepped from the car, he pulled her into his arms. Even under these circumstances, it's good to see you, Nate whispered. It's good to see you, too. And Eve meant it. She never felt more at home than in the arms of a Ryland. And Nate was no exception. She inched back to meet his gaze and return the smile. The Ryland DNA was there, all right, etched over his perfectly chiseled face, black hair, and stormy gray eyes. But Nate was smooth around the cowboy edges in his dark blue suit, which was a job requirement for San Antonio PD. Like the rest of the Ryland clan, he was more home in Wranglers and on the back of a horse. Would her baby be the same? Her baby, she mentally repeated, as she felt her smile deepen. Yes, a pregnancy was a long shot, but it was a it was possible that she was well on her way to getting the child she always wanted. Eve? Nate said, drawing her out of her name. You okay? Of course. I was just distracted for a moment. Eve stared at him, and her smile faded when she remembered what Nate had gone through. I'm sorry about your wife's death, she whispered. He was even sorrier that she hadn't gone to the funeral or spoken to him about it before now. Nate had always felt like a brother to her, and she let him down at a time when he no doubt needed all of his friends. How are you handling things? His smile faded too. It's uh, complicated, he mumbled. Nate's gaze swung in Grayson's direction, an indication to her that this conversation was over. Are you ready to do battle with the Colliers? Considering they're hired guns trying to kill us, yeah, I'm ready. Nate gave a crisp nod. As a lieutenant, he'd no doubt done his share of interrogations. He was also a cop with some clout when it came to handling an investigation in Grayson. If Nate hadn't had some influence, Eve wouldn't have been along to, allowed to tag along. As it was, she practically had to beg Grayson to let her come. He wanted to tuck her safely away at the ranch. Eve wanted to be safe, but she didn't want that at the expense of learning the truth. She had taken the incriminating photo, and she wanted to confront the person responsible for what was going on. Anything I should know before we go inside? Grayson asked his brother. Well... They haven't lawyered up, but I doubt that means you'll get a lot of cooperation, especially when you link the dead woman to their now-dead employee. Eve hoped Nate was wrong. She wanted answers today so she could start distancing herself from Grayson. She couldn't keep leaning on these Ryland shoulders. So, Claude and Sebastian know that Leon was killed? She clarified. They do, and when I spoke to them over the phone, I also told them that Leon tried to murder both of you. They walked toward the gate, flashed his badge at the monitor. Seconds later, the gate creaked open. I'd like to handle the interview myself, Grayson insisted. Figured you would, but if we learn anything we can use to hold either of them, I need to make the arrest, since we're not sure where this murder occurred. An arrest. Eve hoped that would happen, and then things could finally get back to normal. Well, maybe. If she was indeed pregnant, then nothing would be normal again. Nate shot her glance. And I hope you would say as little as possible. I want them to see you so they'll know that the picture you took is no longer a reason to come after you. That's the only reason I'm allowing you in the middle of a murder investigation. She nodded, mumbled things. Ain't nice the ropes, Grayson said, and it sounded like a warning. 
He walked ahead of them toward the porch that stretched the entire width of the three-story house. There were dozens of white cones, each of them rigged with fresh holly and a five-foot-tall vertical wreath hung on the door. Nate fell on the step along to did something happen between you two? He asked. What? Did she what? Did she have a big sign stuck to her back proclaiming that she had sex with Grayson? Of course sex was a very loose term for what had happened between them. It had seemed more like a biological experiment, and that she reminded herself was exactly what she asked Grayson. No strings attached, no emotion, no discussion. Well she'd gotten all of that. He had hardly said two words to her when they'd gone back to the sheriff's office to change his clothes, or on the drive from Silver Creek to her San Antonio condo, so she could get a change of clothes as well. Ditto for more of his silence on the drive to the Collier estate, and that was just as well he was making it easier for her to walk away. Nothing happened, she lied. Nate made a sound that could have meant anything. Joined Grayson on the porch as he rang the doorbell. Eve stayed just behind him. A maid wearing a uniform opened the door, and without saying a word, she ushered them through the marble-floored foyer and into a sitting room where two men waited for them. The room was decorated in varying shades of white and cream, a stark contrast to the floor-to-ceiling Christmas tree that was practically smothered in shining blood-red ornaments. After the real blood she'd seen tonight, today, the sight of those ornaments twisted her stomach a little. Eve recognized both men in the room. Claude from his photos in the newspapers, and Sebastian from the picture she'd taken of him at the rodeo. Both men were dressed in suits. Claude's was black, his son's a dark gray. Both men were sipping something from cut crystal glasses that looked and smelled expensive. Sheriff Grayson Ryland, he said, stepping ahead of Nate and her. This is my brother, Lieutenant Nate Ryland from SAPD and Abe Warner. Ha ha, Miss Warner, the woman who took the photo in question. Sebastian quickly supplied. He crossed the room and shook all their hands. His expression and greeting were friendly enough, but he wondered just how long that would last. The friendly demeanor didn't extend to the other collier in the room. Claude was a carbon copy of his son, but he was at least 20 pounds thinner, and his scowl bunched up his otherwise classic features. His navy blue eyes were narrow and he watched them as if they were thieves about to run off with the family silver. He he also didn't ask them to sit, probably because he hoped this wouldn't be a short this would be a short visit, or maybe he was just naturally rude. Yes, I took the picture, Eve answered when Sebastian continued to stare at her. How did you know about that? That question earned her Scolding looks from Nate and Grayson, who obviously didn't want her involved in this questioning, but Sebastian only flashed that thousand-watt smile, a smile that probably worked wonders on his business associates, but to her it felt slimy, just like the man himself. A journalist friend told me, Sebastian volunteered. I understand it was going to be printed in tomorrow's newspaper, but then you managed to ID the unfortunate victim. Yes! Grayson verified, kept his gaze pinned to Sebastian. Mind explaining what you and your handyman were doing in the photo with Nina Manning? Sebastian opened his mouth to answer, but his father's voice boomed through the room. Leon Ames is not one of my handyman. I fired him three days ago. Grayson and Nate exchanged glances. Why? Grayson demanded. Claude shrugged as if the answer wasn't important. He responded only after Grayson continued to stare at him. Erratic behavior, 
God finally spied. The man couldn't have sounded snottier if he tried. I expect impeccable behavior from my employees, and Leon didn't live up to that. How so? Grace impressed. Claude blew out an irritated breath. If you must know, he used one of the family cars to run a personal errand. I questioned him, he lied about it, and I dismissed him. End of story. Grayson matched the irritated breath response. No, it's not the end of it, because the day before you fired him, Leon and your son were photographed with a woman who was murdered. I can explain that. Sebastian offered, still sounding very cooperative. I went to the charity rodeo, and I ran into Leon and that woman. I believe they were lovers. Lovers. <laughs> Grayson, and, Grayson again. Leon was twice her age. <laughs> Claude flexes I roll. Then maybe lover isn't the right term. I think the woman was a pro. She was hitting up Leon for cash. Since Nina did indeed have a record for prostitution, that could be true, but Eve wasn't about to believe him. Sebastian almost certainly wouldn't admit it if he'd been the one who hired Nina for her services. Tell me everything you remember about the mating. Grayson demanded, looking directly at Sebastian. Sebastian took a sip of his drink and gave another nonchalant lift of his shoulders. As I said, I went to the Chodio rodeo, chariot, chariot Rodeo. So I could make a donation and ran into Leon. The woman was with them, and they seemed to be, well, cozy. In the picture, they appeared to be angry. Grayson fired back. That came later. Sebastian didn't hesitate. The woman's attitude became less friendly when Leon refused to give her money. Grayson stepped closer to Sebastian. That she say what the money was for? Sebastian shook his head. I didn't listen to their conversation, Share. The woman was obviously low rents. Probably high on drugs. Once I realized that, I moved away and let them finish their discussion. I didn't want to be seen in that kind of company. Did it seem as if Leon knew Nina before this meeting? Nate asked. I'm not sure. Sebastian finished his drink in one gulp. You should be talking to Leon's friends about that. Claude interrupted. I won't have my family's good name. Dragged through the mud for the likes of Leon Ames. Grayson gave him a flat. I don't suppose you have the names of Leon's friends. Claude's foul twisted if he tasted something bitter. I do not make it a habit of divulging into the personal lives of my employees. He slapped his glass on the table. And that's the end of this interview. Anything else goes through our family attorneys. Sebastian gave in a bare smile. I've already told you everything I know. Not quite. Despite Claude's rude dismissal. Grayson stapled. When's the last when's the last time you saw Leon and the dead woman? Probably just a few minutes after Miss Warner here snapped that photo. I left and I have no idea where they went. Sebastian checked his now. If you'll excuse me, I need to get ready for our guests. We're having a small Christmas gathering here tonight. If you remember anything else about the encounter with Nina and Leon, Grayson said to Sebastian, I want you to call me. He extended a business card from his jacket pocket, dropped it on the glass end table. I'll also need you to go to SAPD and give a written statement. Sebastian groaned softly. Please tell me that I can wait until after the holidays. Christmas is only three days away. And SAPD will be open all day. Grayson fired back. A woman is dead and she deserves justice. I need that statement and anything else you can remember about Leon's friends. Of course, Sebastian finally agreed. 
but he was no longer so cordial. His mouth tightened. Both father and son turned to walk out, but they stopped when the sound of a woman's high heels echoed through the room. They all turned in the direction of the sound, and Eve spotted a curvy blonde and a plunging liquid silver dress who was making her way toward them. She, too, had a drink in a crystal highball glass, and she was teetering on five-inch red heels that were the exact color of the Christmas ornaments. Claude, you didn't tell me that we had guests. She clucked her tongue and smiled first to Grayson, then Nate. She didn't even spare Eve a glance. They're not guests, Claude snapped. They're cops, and they were just leaving. Leaving? The woman gave a quick fake Well, let me introduce myself. I'm Annabelle Cooler. Claude's wife. <laughs> Her cherry lackwood smile went south when she glanced at Sebastian. And I'm his stepmother. Eve hadn't studied the background into info on Annabelle. But she was betting that stepmother and son were close to the same age. Annabelle was clearly a trophy wife, a drunk one. The maid was about to show them out. Claude reiterated, and just like that, the maid appeared in the doorway of the city. I can do that, Annabelle volunteered. She hooked her arm through Grayson's, and Eve didn't think it was her imagination that the woman pressed the side of her double D's against Grayson's chest. Isn't the estate beautiful this time of year? Annabelle babbled on. Some of her drinks sloshed onto the floor in the toes of those red stilettos. I love all the sparkles in the presents. Claude is very generous with presents. You know, I peeked and I can't. All I can say is four carrots, platinum, sentinate. <laughs> she punctuated that with a drunken giggle. Behind them, Eve or Claude mumbled something. But both Sebastian and he stayed put as Annabelle escorted Grayson to the door. Nate and Eve followed, and Eve wondered if she could trip the bimbo who was hanging all over Grayson. Since Grayson and she weren't together, it didn't make sense to be jealous, but Eve felt it anyway. Annabelle threw open the door, and the cold December wind poured into the foyer and rustled the shimmering gold wreath. Despite her strapless dress, she stepped onto the porch with them, glanced over her shoulder, and when her gaze returned to them, she was a changed woman. No bimbo smile, and her sapphire blue eyes were suddenly intense. He was too dumbfounded to do anything but watch, which was probably a good thing. Annabelle plucked something from her cleavage and pressed it into Grayson's hand, which she pretended to shake. The colliers have secrets, she whispered, her bottom lip trembling. Deadly ones. Annabelle giggled again, sliding right back into the persona of the drunken trophy one. Happy holidays, she told them as she stepped back inside. She gave Grayson one last pleading look and then shut the door. What was that all about? Nate mumbled, but Grayson didn't answer. He hurried off the porch and toward the car. So did Nate and Eve. He waited until they were outside the gates and away from the security cameras that dotted the fence. Then Grayson opened his hand so that Nate and Eve could see what Annabelle had given him. Eve stared at it and shook her head. What the heck was going on, and why had Annabelle given them this? End of chapter 10.